What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. I don't even know where to start. A lot to talk about, a lot to cover. Normally we'd go back to Richmond, but I'm not going to Richmond. I have a bone to pick first, and we're going to pick the bone right now. <laughs> the professor's laughing because he knows where I'm going. The chop's in the house. I took a quick poll. We won't be including chop in this discussion because he's team Dale Jr. No so question. D- Dale Jr. goes on his podcast. Let me set the story. There was a dinner in Pocono where most of the booth guys were there. They order their steak medium plus, which I think is totally reasonable. Dale loses his mind. For the record, why I am team medium plus, my ass was in Charlotte. I wasn't even at the dinner that he makes it sound like I was at the last dinner at Pocono. I was in Charlotte celebrating my beautiful bride's birthday. He's had to have seen you order the medium plus before, though. But he claims he hasn't. Claims he's never heard it. I've never heard of it either. Okay, first of all, medium plus is exactly 140 degrees. It's a smidge above medium, not quite medium well. Medium is red. Medium well is is brown and cooked all the way through. Medium plus is that magical right in the middle. I'm telling you, I have an issue with this. I have an issue with this. What's even worse is he sur- surveys the group on the download. Wait till I see Mike Davis. He's not free and clear of this either. Travis claims he's heard of it, yet he didn't come to our defense on a Monday. I was not down there in the studio when they were taping this. Every person in the control room clearly is uncultured because I've heard of this before. It's not like this crazy thing that you guys have come up with. So the professor has gone to Chopper's school of DH50 shirts, and he's wearing a T-shirt that says Medium Plus. We leave today for Michigan for a little team-building beer-drinking event, and my man has a Medium Plus, but he's upgraded. On the left sleeve of his T-shirt, show it, Professor. He has his monogram. <laughs> for you that, because Dale also takes a shot at me for my, quote, initials on my shirt. Okay, for two things. First of all, the low-hanging fruit I'm not even going to take is NBC Wardrobe has everybody's shirts. And the only thing worse than having the wrong shirt is me right before air trying to put Jeff Burton's shirt on. You can imagine <laughs> the size issues. That so I have my yeah. little shirt. <laughs> That's right. That, 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 I'd be dancing. So... But for the record, initials on a shirt is also not a new thing. It's called a monogram. The fact that you agree makes it feel like I'm even – I feel better about it. You agree that I, I think it's stupid to have a, for you to have a monogram on your shirt? I got some flash, some flair. 
Okay. There's a little Ric Flair in here. Woo! <laughs> They, they're just, I feel like they're just hating on you. I would love to take a shot at you, Steve, but the fact that you have your initials on your dress shirts is not a crazy thing either. Oh, come on. Is this 1985? It's is, not. Is this Wall Street? Okay, listen. If we go 15 miles down 77, everybody you're going to meet is going to have one. Well, I, I, that's why I stay at the lake. <laughs> and I'm tall. Oh, boy. Dale Jr., this is an ending. We're going to take this off podcast. I noticed it didn't come up on Action's Detrimental. What, did they take a shot at us this week, too? No, Actions was the first taping of the week, so... Oh, I already got with Denny. Mr. Chase is going to make it. Okay, where's my dang picture? Okay, let me clear this up, too. I got issues with all your podcasts, Travis. So, do I think Chase can make it? Absolutely. I'm not here to say he can't. The guy's great. Do I also agree with Ch- Chop was giving me the eye roll that the world of NASCAR would like Chase in it? I also agree. No question. But... I know this is going to be hard to believe. As much as I appreciate Denny's commitment to the facts, he perhaps hasn't done quite enough research. But he's always <laughs> right. <laughs> per Kyle Larson, he's always right. Um, so it's a points battle. The bubble is a fictitious line. So he's really racing other guys. So let's just talk about it. He's racing Bubba Wallace. At Atlanta, he was 57 points behind Bubba Wallace. Now he's 76. So while Denny uses Bubba Wallace as the, as the bogey, Chase is losing points to Bubba Wallace. Michael McDowell, in four weeks, he's gone from 60 to 40 behind. It doesn't take a genius to realize that tracker is not going to be enough to get there. Ty Gibbs, he's gone from 34 to 22, 12 points in four weeks. Now, he's killed Almendinger, Suarez, and Bowman. Not even really killed Bowman. I take that back. Almendinger and Suarez, he's killed. That's why the bubble line looks good. But everyone forgets Bowman is right on his heels at minus two. So while I'm not anti-Chase making it, I think it's cavalier to say, oh, it's a no-brainer. Well, I think it's no brainer that he's going to win a race. Okay, now I'm on team. I think Chase could win any time. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm there. Two road courses. Yeah, but his numbers in this new car at the road courses, That's Russ, right. break it down, Professor. How bad are they? Not good. Not good. Okay. They're not terrible, but he's, he's not been winning speed. NASCAR's not going to let him not make the chase. Something will happen. Hey, I think he's going to make it, but I think but... it's going to be on a win, and not because he's great, just because – Look, it's four. He can win at Michigan for sure. He can win at Daytona for sure. And I agree with Chubb. While his numbers aren't good at the road courses currently, um, look, he's still in the top three. And, and to your point, anything can. I mean, look at the, the chaos in turn one in Indy. They're going to be 17 wide wrecking each other. He could take the Ross Chastain access road, Dukes of Hazzard style, come out of there in the air. He wouldn't get black flagged. That would have been a trophy. Here you go. All right. Enough of the Dale Jr. So he's already ate up seven minutes of a podcast where we're supposed to be talking about gambling, but this isn't done. And if he wants to take another shot at us, we're going to go on uh, Dirty Mo Live. Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring this conversation in live and in person. Dirty Mo Media is heading back to Bristol, and we're going to debate Medium Plus in the suite for the inclusive, ultimate experience, specifically for Dirty Mo Media fans. I need your votes because Dale thinks I'm crazy. September 16th for the NASCAR Cup Series Bristol Night Race. Enjoy a luxury VIP suite experience. Parking passes. The hosts of Door Bumper Clear. Free swag, all the food you can eat, all the beer you can drink. Chop, it's pretty safe to say you're going to be there, right? I'm not missing it. All right, there you go. The Chop's going to be in the house. Tickets sold out well in advance last year, so don't wait. Get your ticket today at dirtymomedia.com forward slash ultimate experience. Chopper's going to do a Liars Poker session. For any of the listeners that want to learn what Liars Poker is, bring a stack of ones. He's going to give a lesson in the suite. Let's go. That was a lot before we even got into Richmond. Let's talk Richmond. Richmond. Professor, where was Christopher Bell on the predictor? Because 
I didn't see him winning, but the man was good. He well, was, that's because that's because Christopher Bell did not win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, see, this is too many Christophers. Christopher Pusher. You got me fired up about this monogram. <laughs> Come on, Professor. Where was Busher on was, the predictor? He was 13th. Where was he after practice, though? He looked good in practice. No. So I'll tell you. I, I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend everybody. I've watched a lot of practices in 30 years. It was a disaster. Practice one and practice two were almost eight tenths of a second different. In qualifying, the track changed three or four seconds. So, so I agree that Busher was good in his group, right. but I couldn't compare the groups. I had no idea what the hell I was looking at. It, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. The track goes through that big of a, a grip yeah. swing. But you were right because when we talked Sunday, you were like, I don't know, Busher looked good in practice. Yeah. And he he started he qualified twenty sixth. So like any of that practice thing like went away once we looked at, at where he started. And it's right till the race when it came back out to the top. We had a few. We had a few highlights though. Austin Dillon top ten, once again keeping our long shot top ten streak going. Were you on that one, Chad? Yep. Dennis James Dennis Hamlin was one left front break up break lock up from I think the chop rewearing his DHR fifty. What were you? I did tell you a little piece of tape with the one on the fifty. It would have been a monster day. Still a positive day. So you yep. you, you lost all the winning bets. Yep, fourteen units. But, you're, I mean, the head-to-heads have become monsters. Yep. We hit seven, four points in the top tens, and we got 15 units in the head-to-heads. So there was, you know, one, two, three, eight, eight and four on the head-to-heads. Well, let's keep it going then. Michigan, two-mile, high speed, relatively high bank, kind of medium, but the fastest two-mile track we go to. Uh, Fords have dominated eight wins in a row. So, Professor, hands up already. I was going to lead you into the predictor, but if you got something to say, go ahead. Well, are we going to talk about the lawn chair? I don't have one, but if you have one, go ahead. I do. I, Hendrick Motorsports is my lawn chair. Oh, Ooh. you might be able to get me on board here. Go ahead, sir. The floor is yours. Let us have the argument. No, no top tens at Richmond. Um, all all four SHR cars beat them. Both RFK cars beat them. Both RCR cars beat them. They didn't lead a lap. They had won all the all three short track races entering. Hey Richmond. hey hey! You had me at hello. You had me at hello. You don't have to bury him any more than this. Let the poor guys take a breath. I think we can all unanimously agree by the nods to my left by you. I know you had another whole page of stats. We'll just stop it right there. Travis, do you have any objection to giving the lawn chair award to Hendrick Motorsports? No objection from me. How have they been traditionally at Richmond? Is well, they won in the spring. Well, okay. Uh, they've had a car in the top five, I think, the last probably eight or nine races there. Fair to say? It, yeah. Um, the the last time they didn't have um, – let me see here. They've had at least two two go- cars finish in the top ten in five of the last six races at Richmond entering the week. It's not as lock solid as I thought it was going to be. Here, here's where I will agree with the professor, though. I wouldn't be so upset if they stunk in practice. You know, I'd be like, oh, man, you know, we kind of saw this. They missed it, yeah. But, man, I, I thought the five looked pretty good in practice. He was one of the tier one cars, I thought, after practice. I thought Byron looked pretty good in practice. Now, the only counter, as I will say, leading the Hendrick Brigade was Chase Elliott. Unfortunately, he picked a day where it was outside the top ten. All right, yeah. we'll give a launch here. Launch here to Hendrick Motorsports. Way to crush their hopes and dreams. They get a driver crew chief pairing uh, into the Hall of Fame yesterday, and the professor comes in and puts them right on a lawn chair. <laughs> How come that wasn't unanimous? It's horse. There are people in the room 
that feel. I'm going to tell you the argument. There are people in the room. So let's remember the first ballot was very, very tough because it, it you know, it was only five people that went in on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say that it was not as straightforward. There was, you know, there was more than five that probably could have been first ballot Hall oh. of Famers is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So now the votes get, you know, it was clear who went in, but there's never been a unanimous. So because Richard Petty wasn't a unanimous, uh, because Dale Earnhardt wasn't a unanimous, because Bill France Sr. wasn't a unanimous, there are some people in the room that feel it's their duty to never have a unanimous. And I feel like that is taking the process into their own hands, and that's not how it works. What you should do as a voter is vote for who the most deserving are. Yep. Now, I think, and I love Chad, I could make an argument that he wasn't going to be a unanimous because I think there's some argument that Jimmy and Chad shouldn't go in together. Right, right? I love that they're going in together. I think it's great. Jimmy put a tweet out. He loved that they're going in together. But if Jimmy Johnson isn't a unanimous and Jeff Gordon wasn't unanimous, then, you know, I don't know. I have a problem with it. I see a lot of people on social people had a problem with it. I mean, I thought Jimmy Johnson should have been a no-brainer unanimous. Yeah. I mean, I, come on. The guy's won seven championships. Five in a damn row. In different formats. So I understand the disappointment that the King and those guys were, but they were in different contexts. It was a big pot. It was the first year. Like, I think the people that choose not to vote for him only out of spite because there's no one that didn't have Jimmy Johnson checked that could tell me he wasn't deserving. Actually, they're so confident he's deserving, they don't vote for him out of principle. Is that that correct, Professor? Is that how you would analyze it? I would agree with that, yeah. Like, there's no one that says, I'm not going to check Jimmy Johnson because I don't think he should go in. Right. No, they say, I'm not going to check Jimmy Johnson because I don't want him being unanimous. That's horse Yeah, agreed. Or, or they know he's going to go in, and they want to vote for other people that, that they think are, are So they want to use their vote. Right, right, right. So they think the second person might be in question. So I don't know. I don't like it. Hmm. Do you only get one vote? You get So there's different classes. You get two in the modern era, it's called. You get two votes, two go in. One in the Pioneer, I don't know the classification, but it's a certain date back. Uh, Donnie Allison went in on that. Slimly, 53%. I don't know what the rest was. And then there's a Landmark Award, which technically, are you in the Hall of Fame? But you are under the Landmark. I'm not sure how that works. Um, The Landmark, in my mind, always used to be people that, I don't know, it's defined differently is all I can say. I'm not smart enough to know that. And it was Janet Guthrie. I think it's like ground landmark is kind of like people that have like groundbreaking things in the sport, moved it in, and Janet Guthrie as, a, as really the first female driver to, to I mean, really, I mean, she, she, her numbers are, people are, should be shocked. And I, that's what the hall's all about is go in and see what Janet Guthrie did for the sport. But yeah, so much for efficient, Trav. We're 15 minutes in. We haven't even got to the thing yet. But that's Dale Jr.'s fault because that bullshit about medium plus. So now we're going to Michigan. And I might order medium plus something today while we're drinking beer, just to fire him up one more time. I know, Professor's T-shirt, it's 50-50 where he's going to get kicked off the plane. Um, (laughs) All right, Professor, let's talk about this. We got six tiers of drivers, uh, the A tier, big names. You have Harvick, Hamlin, Truex. Kyle Busch, I think, is right on the edge. Uh, We're going to call him tier A minus. So it's pretty clear. Harvick, though, at the top, that's a little – I know Fords have dominated, but this is the man that hasn't won this year. How to get to the top? Yeah, Ford's won the last eight races at Michigan, so so that's the first thing. But he won five of the last seven at Michigan. Um, Come again? Yeah. You, you hear that? Yeah. What? Five of the last seven. He won five of the last seven. Yes. How short so, our memories are. What do we have for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's how you get to the top. Five of the last seven, Kevin Harvick. 
So it's Harvick, Hamlin, Truex. You're saying throw a blanket over him. Yep. Yep. And then Kyle Busch right, right on that, that outside edge. All right. So we're going to call him tier A minus. He's right in the middle. You're on board with that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Racing season is underway. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DOE. Bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code DOE, D-O-U-G-H, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash autoracing terms. Tier B, Byron, Larson, no surprise there. Logano, probably not a surprise. I'm, I could get my mind around Chase Elliott and Blaney. Brad K. So he pops in your top 10 of your predictor now. He's been a top 10 machine here lately. Yep, he's been um, sixth or better in three of the last four races. Um, seventh at California this, this year. We, we um, think that that still translates or not? It's 50-50, so I love the size of the track. The tire fall-off is a real big issue. So the big difference between Chicago, uh, California and Michigan, why they look the same, and they were really designed – California was designed after Michigan – Whatever the asphalt was they used out there, it's more Darlington-esque. Like, you lose grip right away. Where Michigan, I don't know what the hell they paved that summit with, but that's what they need to pave Jaton because it hasn't worn out at all. I mean, if they would have paved 77 with that pavement, they could have forgot about it for 20 years. I mean, this stuff is unbelievable. <laughs> Michigan winners, and it looks like fresh pavement every time we go. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been runner-up there three times, and there's no other track he wants to win at more than Michigan. So, You want to tell why, or should I steal that stat? I don't like that stat, so... It's true, though. It's true, but there's other tracks where, where that's true as well. So. The difference is, so here's the thing. Michigan is in, you know, backyard of all the manufacturers, but Brad's a Michigan driver, and he's never won at his home track. No, no one's ever won at Michigan, but to, to the professor's point, you could say that in a lot of states where we have races, but Rick will get that. Is that a three-time or a four-time on the air this weekend? Should we set that line at three-and-a-half? The over-under is three-and-a-half, for three and sure. Three-and-a-half, I'm taking the over. If you count practice of qualifying, I'm taking the over. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to digress that my, my wife wants to know who gave him the uh, uh, population of Prosper, Texas, because she said that did not make better race call. And I said it was you. And she said, well, you tell the professor that was a stat. And I didn't want it at that point. Well, so, I, social media loved that stat, though. People were loving it. Yes, okay, it blew well, up see, on Twitter. Well, Hold on. I gave him that stat with 40 to go. Too early. He, too early. Don't want to talk about it too early. you got to give it to him on the white flag lap. We've had this conversation. Here's what happens. Leader comes around. My man Russ has all the lead. He has one pager. So we do all our homework. But Russ, has a, he hands him a piece of paper, and it's the driver now that he's won. Hey, his 50th win. It's whatever, right? right? Yep, yep. And a couple weeks ago, Russ was late handing it to him. I'm going to no, defend no, Rick. It was no, late. No, no, no. I was not late. Go ahead, then. The caution came out right as they took the white flag. No, that's not true. The caution came out when they were in the tunnel. Okay, that's still 30 seconds away. I had 30 seconds that got taken away by the caution. So Rick reaches his hand out. Nothing, man. My man, my man's grabbing for air. Oh, boy. <laughs> he calls he whoever it was. Who won Pocono? I forgot. Who won? It was Denny. Oh, yeah. Denny's win under caution. He calls for it. 
and professors over there, and so Rick's on him. That was a little late. And the professor says, you can't call him the winner until he gets around. I don't know who was right there. Let's get back to the, the, the predictor. We're losing it. Um, tier two is everybody that you'd expect plus Keselowski. We can move along. Tier C, I have some surprises in here I want to discuss. Ty Gibbs, I love. Busher, I believe. Eric Jones. Like, like my man's like the stock market, hot or cold. We, we had him great um, at Pocono. You called a professor. I'm not going to take the credit. You called it. But you have Eric Jones in front of Christopher Bell, in front of Bubba Wallace, in front of Bowman, in front of Reddick. Help, help me get Christopher or Eric Jones in front of all those guys. Yeah, Eric Jones, he was eighth there last year in this car. Um, he's, he's run pretty well recently. Um, you know, ninth at Pocono, 11th, 11th, 8th, 16th. Like, the, he, he's been running in this range. Okay. Uh, that's the C tier. And just to, for the listeners at home, the C tier take you all the way to like 18th. So now the D tier, we're talking guys that we don't have predicted inside the top 15. Briscoe, Suarez, Dylan. Chastain, that feels like a kick in the teeth to Ross, the boss, Chastain. Well, look at him lately. You know, look at his finishes lately. It was, it's been 24, 13th, 23rd, 35th, 22nd. He has two top tens in the last nine races. Hard to argue with that. Best finish at... Trackhouse in general hasn't been very good lately. They really haven't. Best finish at Michigan is 24th. Fade Trackhouse at Richmond was the call of the week. Yep. They were stinky. Yeah. Uh, Briscoe. Okay, I do want to stop though. Not to. I'm the first guy to tell you how bad SHR is. So I'm gonna be the first guy to tell you what they did at Richmond was very impressive. Four cars in the top eleven. How about this? Here's a stat for you. They had three cars in the top ten for the first time since 2020. In 2020, they did it 11 times. So when you talk about the old car to the new car and what it did, what it did was kick SHR in the teeth because 11 times in 2020 they put three guys in the top 10. This is the first time they've done it since. So the next-gen car obviously has been a big curveball for them. Yeah. Um, but so I want to give a moment to, to they, SHR. They did it straight out. It wasn't any No goofy finish. nothing. Just, yeah. just lock it. And I would argue, I actually would make the argument, no offense to Chris Buescher, it was a great win, but if Priest doesn't get shoved through his pit box on the first stop and if Almarola doesn't hit the commitment box – I think either of those cars have winning speed. Like, I thought, I think they might look back and say it was a good day. Should have been a great day. We, we made a couple mistakes. Uh, so we're all the way down in D now. Briscoe, Suarez, Dylan. I asked about Chastain. Stenhouse, Dinger, Priest. We got to stop on Stenhouse because Chop loves him. What are Stenhouse's numbers at Michigan? Can you get him in the top 10? Because that's where, that's where Chop's going to want to put him. I, I can't. I can't do it. He's how got many one top, top 10. Just give us a big number. One top 10, 18 starts. That's that's pretty rough. That's yeah. That's okay. We'll see. We'll see what kind of emotion he gets to. E and F. I'm just going to run through these just to make sure there's not a surprise. Haley 26. Lejoy just uh, announced back at Spire gets a plus on creativity. Trav, you see his you see his announcement? I honestly did. I heard it, but I didn't see it. So he took the uh, Wolf of Wall Street, where the guy said he's not leaving. And he put his face over that. And then in the crowd, he had, like, both owners, his crew chief, a couple of the front <laughs> office people. If you haven't seen it on social, go check it out. I have to push back on you then, Steve. If that's what he – the video that he – that that video has been used for every person that's coming back to whatever team, school, whatever. Like, it, it's, it's overused. No Zero for creativity. Sorry. I gave it effort, not creativity. Effort. No, the effort – there was no effort. They – 
they took it there and put some faces Here's on it. Here's the difference between a digital guy and me. I'm like, I don't know how you'd even well, do that's that. Pretty that's, pretty, that's pretty special. That's a wizard. <laughs> exactly, a wizard. <laughs> now, I don't know who in the PR thought it was a good day to drop on Hall of Fame Day. Probably didn't get the uh, meme. Like I'm, I'm no Chopsaw or marketing guy. So, Chop, if you're going to drop an announcement, would you do it the same day that the Hall of Fame class is announced? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Probably could have picked a different day. Probably a bunch of guys with monograms on their shirts. Hey, le- no, 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 man, shots are coming. Uh, Haley LaJoy, Sindrick, Dylan, Gillen, McDowell, Burton, Gregson. Listen, what about McDowell. Well, yeah, what about McDowell? Yeah, I, I have a question about McDowell, and I want you to answer another question at the same time. So, Fords have won the last eight. I want to know McDowell's numbers, and I want to know. I know we say Fords have won. But how about the rest of the field? Like, is it Kevin Harvick dominating that stat and there's no other Fords in the top five, or do Fords in general run well here? That's an important question for the wagering side of this podcast. Okay, so um, first off, McDowell's best finish is 20th at Michigan. And how many tries? 16 starts. Wow. Sounds like Stanhouse over McDowell. Love that. (laughs) I don't think the predictor's caught up with Ricky yet for this year. I think they're relying too much on the past. That's no, a no, that's a debate worth having. I mean, he's every week he's you know he hasn't had very many crappy weeks. So listen, you're not wrong. When when I look at people, you are listen. The predictor for sure is is a hey, where do you want to invest to get your five percent return? Right, and it does miss. Like I do believe Stenhouse is having a standout year. How about this? Even without a win, he's in the playoffs. He's in the playoffs on points. Yeah. So it's it's. I think the win at Daytona is going to sound crazy, but it's actually overshadowing how good of a year he's having because if he didn't have that win, he would be like up there with those guys that are high in points. Um, but I, I, I do agree it is, it is definitely not as um, positive for Ricky Stenhouse versus numbers. Let me ask you this, Steve. Do you think because he had that win, he can race differently and not worry, go, go for the win, though, and get points? So maybe he would be racing differently? So I think his former crew chief is very smart. I'm not going to take a shot at him, but every once in a while you just need to change. I mean, I I thought Jeff and I needed to make a change. He obviously is a damn Hall of Famer, and I was on went on to win a couple races with Dale Jr. Um, but Jeff and I just got to the point where I don't know we were, we were like an old married couple. We weren't making a lot of progress, positive conversations, and I just wonder if Stenhouse needed some fresh blood, and Mike Kelly's provided it. And I think the two of them. I mean, you're around Stenhouse a lot. He he's married. Which, I don't want to put this on Ricky because he's always been in great shape. He's never been a guy out drinking or out. Like, he's always been very focused on his craft as long as I've known him. Um, but something has changed. He's got a little swagger. I actually think JTG going to one car and the next-gen car is a perfect combination for a small team. And they have Hendrick Technical Alliance that nobody really talks about this year. Spent a little money on some HMS information. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, but he's been good. He hasn't been great, though. Like, no, is that great? Like, yeah, we're talking about relative, though. We Where went from stinky been? to good. That's an improvement. Right. Uh, okay. He's in a conversation that wasn't in in the past. Agreed. He's going to have a career number of top tens. Some bald guy wearing a medium plus t shirt told me that. Yeah, that, that's true. But it still doesn't get him in a, in a top tier or top two tier. No, no. Well, but no, you we... got him in a D tier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's where he belongs. All right. Okay, fair. All right, is there anything tickets. else we need to talk about in this predictor? Have we hit all the big names? Because I'm ready to talk some odds. No, hold on. You asked me a question about the Fords. Yeah, I did. That's important because we're going to jump right into the first bet we're going to talk about is the manufacturer bet. We're going to Michigan. We're not talking wins. We're going right to the manufacturer bet. Fords the long shot at plus 240. So I need to, someone needs to explain to me how a manufacturer that's won the last eight at a racetrack, Kevin Harvick, five of the last seven, 
The books have him at plus 240. So the first bet on the odds goes with Ford's. Professor, is Ford going to win this weekend? Well, the numbers say yes, so I'm going with yes. So um, they, in the last eight races where they won, they finished second three times as well. They have the most top fives and most top tens and led a crap ton of laps compared to everybody else in, in the last eight races. So it's not just a Kevin Harvick skewed number. Ford in general is backing it up. Yep, they they've have 44% of the top 10 finishes in the last eight races there. Okay. wonder why the long shot. I mean, I think we're missing because there's nothing this year that says it, but there was nothing last year that said it. I mean, I think I think that it, you know, here's why. Because I can't tell you why. I can't tell you why Ford's yeah. all of a sudden run good Who at Michigan. Last year? Was it Logano? Uh, no, Kevin Harvick. 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 Pocono, Michigan, back-to-back. Okay. No. Pocono, or Richmond, Michigan. Richmond, Michigan were back-to-back. He won back-to-back. Like, but even last year, I'd have been like, who's going to win? Not Harvick. Right. Right. So, it's, so I, you know, the books are looking at this year. Everything you've seen this year wouldn't say Ford. So I'm not saying Ford, but I would tell you this. I would put the bet in at plus 240, pre-practice of qualifying. And if we are so far off in practice of qualifying, you can abort. But I'd, I think if, if they show up in practice and qualify well, your plus 240 is going away. So I think four to plus two forty is the pre week bet you have to get in. All right, yes. let's keep, go ahead. You told me that Toyota's going to win this week when we talked earlier this week. I you think Toyota's going to be the fastest car. I think Toyota's been the fastest there for quite some time. Although your stats disagree, so maybe in my mind that was the case. Um, but I think Bubba Wallace is really really fast there here in Kansas. Uh, Hamlin, Truex, Toyotas have a have a distinct speed advantage currently. I know they weren't at Richmond, um, but so I, I mean, I'm a Toyota guy, but, but I try to listen to professor in the numbers, right? The beauty of this podcast is we're looking at data analytics, not my gut opinion. Um, I can tell you with the long shot, I think it's Chevrolet. So I think it's Ford. I think Toyota, then Ford, then Chevy, you would say Ford. So I'm going to give the numbers, the numbers. So Toyota, about, what's that? One, one win in the last 20 races at Michigan. Yeah. But they only have six entries. Yeah, but but they're pretty good. They're, four of them are really good entries. I agree. Or have been. So would you take any of the other uh, one like Chevy versus Ford, Toyota versus Ford ones then instead at little lo- lower odds? Well, let's look at that. So what you're saying is I can get Ford plus two forty. All right, chop. You get your. This is where you come in. You can get Ford plus two forty to beat both manufacturers, or you can get Ford plus one sixty over just Chevy. I like Ford plus one sixty over Chevy better than I like Ford plus one sixty over Toyota. No doubt. I think I would take because I don't. I think they're going to beat. I don't think it's a Chevy. So you're going to have Ford at plus two forty. You throw Chevy out of that. Now you're Ford versus Toyota, and you're getting two forty versus. I understand what you're saying. So you're not concerned about Chevy anyway, right? So his theory there is you could take Ford over just Toyota at plus one sixty, and you can ignore Chevy. But if you have confidence that Chevys aren't going to do it, you could just make it a three way bet, and you get. I mean, almost another whole unit on your money, right? I like what he's saying. See, that's why we bring the gambler in. Let's go to favorites then. Do any of these tickle your fancy? Hamlin, tier one driver, favorite. Larson, tier two driver, 700. Byron, 750. Truex, 750. Bush, 750. You know, Harvick at 850. We have, you know, the professor has him as the absolute favorite. The books have him as the sixth favorite. Now, not a big gap, but 850. They've been dropping too. Those odds, like, you, you get plus They're 850 all on Wednesday or Thursday, but. 
come Sunday, you get 400 for the Does it move right at qualifying, or does it just trickle all week as action comes in? It's right at, It's right before qualifying. You can get it pretty much right up to qualifying, and then it's... So once they go on track, you are definitely seeing an adjustment on the odds. it's not that big of a... Even if they don't... Like, Hamlin didn't perform in uh, practice. He sat on the... You know, for six minutes ahead of time. So he yeah. wasn't high in practice, but yet his odds dropped from six or seven down to four or five. Listen to that NBC coverage. We start calling That's out it. who we think is good. We're killing the we odds. We find it. So... <laughs> Peacock, USA. No, man, you know, come, on. come on. It's on USA most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not getting into this conversation. <laughs> um, so you, so right now, Harvick jumps off the page at plus 850. You're going to take that pre-week. Yep. Hamlin, Larson, Byron, none of those concern you pre-week, or are you going to go ahead and get I'm him ahead Hamlin. of time? Hamlin early. Hamlin early at plus 650. Okay. Yeah. And Truex early probably. What's Truex's number? Give me Hamlin Truex. At, at, uh, obviously, you have them both in the top tier. Let's talk the three top tier drivers. Hamlin, Truex, Ham, uh, Hamlin, Truex, Harvick. So, so Denny, the worst finish in the last five races at Michigan is six. He's a two-time Michigan winner. He, th- this, is, this is why you think Toyota runs well at Michigan. He ran 90% of his laps the last two races at Michigan in the top ten. Then Truex, um, he's finished in the top ten in the last six races at Michigan, um, and he's he's been runner up there three times. Yeah, I think we've heard enough to say they both need to be bet. I mean, the, listen, the elephant in the room is Chevrolet and Hendrick Motorsports. There was a day pre next gen car where Larson and Chase Elliott dominated the two mile racetracks. They didn't win as many as you would think, but Elliott was like I don't know six seconds or some crap like that, like. They dominated, but in the next-gen car, is it fair to say? Now, California, they're okay. But at Michigan, they seem to not be as good as they are at California. Yeah, that's that's true. Lately. Lately. Yeah, I care about two years. I care about the next-gen era. Now, I know that's only two, one race, really, for Michigan, which is an issue. Yeah. You know, it's a small sample set, but we can get really in the weeds and talk about a new left-set tire this weekend, too, but. We'll see how that looks like in practice. Yeah, I, I just don't think they have uh, historically haven't had the winning speed at Michigan. Like it, so here's the thing. I think you avoid them at sevens because we haven't seen anything historic, and we'll find out on Saturday, and we might be chop, chop, chop. Larson is hands down the fastest. Because one thing about those guys, when they're good, man, they sh- you can tell on Saturday. So let's keep going down the run now and then. Uh, Blaney, Reddick, Bell, Logano, Elliott, fifteen to one. Bubba, fifteen to one. Chastain, we already went through him. Keselowski, twenty-two. Are any of these jumping off the page? I mean, you know, those are short odds. Keselowski hasn't won in a couple of years, and he's twenty-two to one. No offense to Brad, but those are those are crappy odds. Mm-hmm. Busher, I don't see him going back to back. Bowman, I mean, this is off awful to say. I'd take Bowman at forty to one over Elliott at fifteen to one. I think they run the same. No, They're, no way. I'm just no telling way. you. One needs a win. They both do. They're two yeah, points apart. I only care about one. <laughs> <laughs> Get up, Alex. You're not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. There's no interest down here in any of these long shot winners. Nope. All right, yeah, this, this is not a this is not a surprise winner track. Either. I know, but I said that last week. Chris Bush would knock my two front teeth out, so I'm not saying it again. I did. I sat right here and made that exact statement, and Chris Bush would kick my two front teeth in. And 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 to your point, wasn't a restart, wasn't this. He just whipped their ass. 
Yep. Started twenty six, drove the front. Like I thought, sure when they had the. I thought Danny. I thought he was going to. I thought Danny was going to get him. I got a question, though, Professor. Busher's win since Stenhouse is he the longest long shot on the predictor model to win that race, that specific race at thirteen on your model? That's a great question, Trav. Well, hold on, I think I can do that. Think. Yeah. Well, like quick. I can do it eventually. I just how... do that. I'm gonna start looking at our next conversation. Yeah, you know, some of those guys, the Gibbs, Kozlowski, even if they practice well, their odds aren't gonna drop that much. We're gonna move to top tens next. We never do top threes and fives because they're they're they're. I mean, it's a joke. Um, cool. it, Although, what you know, Harvick. Where maybe there's some. I don't know if there's anything in Harvick there. Not really. Even money for a top five, I wouldn't take that. Would you ever pay the juice for like Hamlin or Truex top ten, considering their track record there, and take that? I would never pay minus two sixty for a top ten. I mean, the question. Well, what you're betting is is if he's going to have an issue or a DNF. I mean, if he runs, he's going to be top ten. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm not the better. I've never seen Chop take minus two hundred bets in anything. No, it's tough. Too much stuff can happen. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, let's talk top tens. I'm going to start with the first name that's plus money, Mr. Top Ten, Mr. Go to the Well for the Professor. That is the K in RFK, Brad Kozlowski, plus 130. You just gave us monster numbers at Michigan. So for he for sure, you have him ninth in the predictor. So I, I don't even have to ask the, predict, or the professor because he's going to tell you that he's a top ten bet for sure. So I'll ask the gambler. Yep, he's right there. Okay, Gibbs at plus 160, smaller sample set. Been running better. Not great, but better. He's a top 10 guy. Um, Busher, Bowman, Suarez, no. Well, let's get back to that Eric Jones. We went to the well at Pocono. He's plus 375 for a top 10 at Michigan. That seems like long enough odds to be interested. For sure. All right. I don't like Dylan at 3-1. to one. Almirola, 3 and a quarter. Stenhouse at 425. It's never happened. I'm sure it's going to show up on Chopper's sheet. Um, we can move along from that one. Let's talk these long shot guys. You say McDowell stinks there. Almondinger six to one. Haley nine and a half to one. I mean, they just don't have the pace, I think right? Something's got to happen, right? There's got to be for those guys to slip in. I totally agree. I totally agree. I can't get any of these bad guys. These these long shot odds, I can't. I'm going to tell you, if I was going to take anyone down here, anyone on the long shot, I take Todd Gilland at twenty to one. Now, I'm not saying I should or you should, but if you were going to throw a hail mary on a top ten guy. Todd Gilliland, I think, is the one. I have no real numbers, professors, or anything that says that other than I seem to like the kid, seems to be a nice kid, seems to kind of stay off the radar, doesn't get in a lot of issues, runs better than I think it should at times. 
He just can't get the top 10 is the problem. If there's a top 20 bet at 2-1, to one, I would love it. But a top 10 bet, he can't. Like, that's a big step, the last 10 spots. Yeah, and I can't even give you an Arca stat for him there. So, All right. All right, so uh, top 10s, we're liking Kez. You like Gibbs. Um, and you liked Eric Jones at the long shot. I mean, plus yeah. 375 is a pretty good. I mean, that's, yeah, you know. I like that. You pop that one guy, it makes the top 10s work. For sure. All right, let's. Yeah, other guys are just not. There's not enough. They're all negative. I mean, that, you think that the book the book gets beat up and they go, like it seems like it goes in waves. Well, they've identified the top ten guys. I mean, that yeah, it's the same right. guys every week. I know it for is for the most part. That's your hey, professor. You have homework. Your homework is to Chop's point. Everybody runs into the top ten. So Hamlin, Larson, Byron, Truex, Bush. That's five. Harvick six. Blaney seven. Uh, pick, I want to know the top 10 drivers with the most top 10s out of, what have we run, 20-something races? To your point, Chop, that tells you how many. So there have been top 10s available in, uh, how many races have we run, 21? Yep. But I'd go no, to, 22. Go, so there's go, been 220 top 10s available. The top, to go to the top 15, because those guys, where you're going to get the odds mm-hmm. is that guys that finish 11th to 15th who have the opportunity to right, get Right, so what I was going to say, though, of the 220 top 10s available, I'd like to know how many of those top 10 names have taken. Like, you know, if you oh. say the top 10 guys in top 10s yeah. are 190-something, that means there's only 23 spots in the Love. whole season for these oddball top 10 runners. Right. To your point, they, they gobble them up. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of those – look at Larson, right? So he should be a top 10 guy, but he won't be because he's either win or – Right. So to your 23rd. point, Chop, if I, or if I could get the other side, if I could get Kyle Larson 11th to 36th at plus money, I would take it every week. Right. And if he finishes, he's in. Yeah. But but man, when he doesn't finish, it's it's he struggles. So yeah. so so the right now the top twelve in in most top tens this season there there's no, there's twelve guys that have nine or more, and they account for 125 of them. So that leaves about a hundred spots open, so more I than have. you think. So that's to your point of of what we okay. So who is that's the top twelve guys you said? Yeah. So give me the names thirteen through. 17 on top 10s. Ross Chastain, 8. Chase Elliott, 8. Then Stenhouse, 7. Then you go, these are our top 10 bets right here. Then the Ty Gibbs, 6. Austin Dillon, 6. Suarez, 6. Bubba Wallace, 6. Bowman, 6. Then you get three. That's where the money is because the Chastain, the Elliott, those guys are all negative. Yep. Top 10s. Yep. Where those other guys are going to be at least a plus. Yep. So I'm, you and I are looking at the same exact thing. Let's go the other way. Who's 12, 11, 10 on top 10s? Um, you have Reddick, Keselowski, Busher, all with nine. Okay, so yeah. hold on. So Keselowski is in the top 12 on the amount of top 10s, and he's plus money. Busher is plus money. So there's your value, right? So now you're talking about number 11 and 12 on top 10s for the season, yet the books have them basically 13th, 14th on all. Like, like right. that's what Chop's saying is, now we could talk about it by track, but if you start talking the numbers, uh, keep going. Who was 10? I'm just making sure we get to the minus money. The, then you have Blaney, Larson, Harvick. You could, you could yeah. stop. They're all minus money. None of those matter. So if you flip it the other way, I hear, Chop, see if you follow me. I hear Kez, a lot of top 10s plus money. Busher, a lot of top 10s plus money. Gibbs, not as many, but still high on the list, plus money. Stenhouse, plus money. Like, that's what Chopper's talking about, right? Like, like if you yeah. can get plus money on all these guys that score five or six top tens or more, 
And now, if you bet it every week, you would lose money. But if you're a little selective on what tracks are good and bad, right. like, for instance, Professor, you called the Eric Jones at Pocono. You called the Austin Dillon at Richmond. That's what we're looking for at, at Michigan. And what you're saying is Keselowski plus 130. We didn't really talk Gibbs, but I feel like he should be good. Do we have enough sample size to put him in the top 10? Yeah, he was 10th there last year. Only start there. Only start. So for sure, at plus 160, you got to have Gibbs. Wait, well, you ready for this? He won an Arca there, won an Xfinity there, running. Moving Xfinity. along. How about Busher at plus 220? Last week's winner. Maybe I dismissed him too much. Hold on. Maybe, maybe I skipped the top 10. RFK's rolling, man. I'm telling you. Like, they getting some stuff figured out. I could argue they're like neck and neck for working on the best Fords. Oh, yeah, easily. So at plus 220, what's Busher's numbers there? He's just a nice guy. Like you never hear somebody say Busher's a jerk. Like he's just a good guy. Um, he he's been top twenty there the last seven races. Only one. So if you think their equipment's better, maybe at plus two twenty. I don't love Bowman. I don't love Suarez. Trackhouse has got issues. Jones versus Dylan. You would say Jones has better numbers at Michigan. Yes. So there you go. I like Gibbs, Keselowski, maybe Busher and Jones. So we had it right, but that was a good way to look at the numbers. So let's take that conversation into DraftKings matchups. Um, get your head-to-head tool out, Professor. What tracks you put in there? Let's talk about our head-to-head tool just a little bit more because we keep talking about how bad to the bone it is. So are you using track-type head-to-head or are you using customized? Well, I would probably go customized this week. I would too, and I'd say Michigan. Yep. Kansas. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's a mile and a half, but it's a lot like a lot like Michigan as far as smooth content setup, vertical loading, all the stuff you guys don't care about. But I'm telling you, that's what I would do. Um, I don't love Cali, but I would put it in there. Um, what else am I missing? I I don't know. I I I struggle with the. I wouldn't have put Kansas, Charlotte, not Atlanta, not Texas. Vegas is too smooth. I mean, too grippy, not smooth. It has bumps. Maybe those four, Michigan, Kansas, Cali, Charlotte. I could argue Charlotte. It's got a lot of grip, too. Okay. And you want Michigan, Kansas, and Cali. Let's keep it real simple. Michigan, Kansas, and California. Just since the start of last year. Yep. Just since the start of last year. We only care about next gen. We've learned that going back before next gen is, is... All right, so now let's talk head-to-heads. Those three tracks, Chastain and Bubba. It's got to be Bubba. I mean, Bubba's going to dominate that group. It's Bubba. By, like, a lot. How many races are we talking? 57. No, no, how many at those tracks? Um, Eight. Bubba's six to two? Five to three. Minus 134, five. I'm telling you, I'm taking Bubba. People say whatever they want. Bubba versus Chastain. Right now, it's Bubba. Not only is he faster, he was unbelievable at Richmond. And I'm going to tell you, people are going to laugh all they want. Crappy pit stop. Bubba normally gets challenged and staying in the game on the radio telling his guys it's going to be a, like like he's taking this switch. I, I'm, I'm heavy on Bubba. Love Bubba. Love what I'm hearing. I'm taking Bubba over Chastain. No doubt. Truex Byron. This is just a Chevy conversation. Uh, Truex is the long shot. I don't think Chevy's have it, so I would be taking Truex until Chevy's proved me wrong in practice. So head-to-head has Truex. Uh, Harvick and Bush. Well, we know Harvick's number's here, so if you believe it's going to continue and you believe it's a Ford, this is a no-brainer. Harvick over Bush. Harvick's the dog. Now, I hate going against Bush, but you got, like, you gotta, you're either believing the numbers or you're not. 
Yeah. Have I shocked you in any of the first three? I'm on all well, so, so hold on. If you go numbers-wise, Harvick is traditionally at Michigan. But if you go head-to-head at our selected tracks since last year, it's Bush. I know. And I can see that. But you got to remember, last year he's in a Toyota. I'm going to go this one just because Bush is a little hot or cold. Don't get me wrong. He's good, but he's hot or cold. It's maybe not a hammer bet, but I still believe in Harvick over Bush. Um, Elliott over Bell is a complete avoid. Blaney over Reddick is a complete avoid. Bowman over Gibbs. Um, I, I would Gibbs. say got to be Gibbs. Yep. Do you uh, real quick though? Do you disagree? Elliott Bell, Blaney Reddick. Hold on. Which ones? I you mean, Elliott Bell. I avoid it because who knows with those guys? The numbers are probably Bells, but I think that Chase. I, you know, when you put people in a vice, you don't know where they're going to show up. I mean, he could come out and win. He could come out and run his normal twelfth. Yeah, I I would actually take Chase in this situation. And he's the and he's already the favorite, so I, I wouldn't I don't I don't believe it enough. Listen, I, you know I want I don't want anyone to think of Bruton against Chase. I'd love to see the guy perform in. But what I love about sports is it doesn't matter how popular you are. Like what makes sports great is that guess what? I don't care how much you won. I don't care what your resume is. Show up, pull up, show up, and do something that day. And that's that, I mean, that's it's no different than golf, right? Like nobody liked Brian Harmon winning the Open. Well, guess what? He whipped their ass. He won yeah. it. Get over it. He earned it. Yep. So I'm avoiding Elliott and Bell. How about Blaney and Reddick? God, this one scares me because I think Reddick's going to be fast. I think Blaney's going to outfinish him. It's Blaney all day. And he's the dog. I like that, too. All right, chop. Put the chop on it. Blaney over Reddick. Bowman versus Gibbs. Oh, boy. What's Gibbs? It has got to be Gibbs. It is Bowman all day. On the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. What about what have you done for me lately? How about this season? We remember Bowman missed some this season, but yeah. So just look at this year in comparison for the ones he was in it. Bowman's finished better, better than him twelve to seven. Ooh. Telling you, and I am guilty of this. Bowman might be the most disrespected numbers in the garage. Like he needs a PR campaign because I tell everybody he's the most overlooked driver that wins two or three races a year. He's the most over. Like I swear, no one ever says Bowman's my guy. No one ever says Bowman's the man. They all wear their Denny Hamlin hack t-shirts, right? But the guy continues to run pretty, like, now, it's been a little struggle since he's come back from the back injury. He's not any coverage either, though. You guys. I know. He's he's nowhere to be. Even when he wins, though. How about this? He has a minuscule amount of top fives versus his percentage of wins. Like, when he wins, he just kind of like, you know, poof, here I am. You're like, holy where did he come from? Uh, but he did tell Marty Snyder, Marty reported on the air, that his back is still not 100%. It doesn't hurt in the car, but he feels it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after. I mean, let's not forget why we're judging him on being a driver. The man did flip a sprint car and break his back this year. So, you know, I, I know we want to judge him ice cold, but maybe the guy, you know, I don't know if me or you would be back in the car already, and he's out there driving. So wouldn't get in the car in the yeah. first place. <laughs> You'd be like that guy in the Dale Jr. Uh, ride-alongs. Nope, you're not going to make it. you got to get out. <laughs> All right, well, here, let's, let's talk about the feud then, Hamlin-Larson. I mean, I think, you know, listen, everybody's Team Larson. Hamlin did him dirty. Hamlin outran him again at Richmond. I think Hamlin's going to outrun him again at Michigan. Old Larson did get a little president. He did. Trailer. It was beautiful. I liked the little pop. Yeah. And you know what I liked? There was nothing on the 11 radio. Don't you dare open your mouth and complain about this. Like, right. like yep. he's just like, wham. Yep, okay. Yep, come on through. Yep, yep. back in line. It's okay. I think Hamlin over Larson for sure. Hamlin's all green. 
All green. There you go. Hamlin over Larson. Yeah. Uh, let's just scroll down. We got a lot to cover. Bowman Gibbs, we talked about Elliot Bell. This is our different sports books. Our, How about Busher Suarez? Busher Suarez has got to be Busher as far as you can throw him. Yeah, that could be the hammer of the week. What's the numbers say? Yeah, so so this season it's all it's all Busher over Suarez, but on the tracks it's a slight edge for Suarez. But I think momentum is real, and I think Busher is is just he's trending. They're trending the the different way, right? Like I agree with Chop. I think it's Busher over. Suarez. Now the next one is the hammer of all hammers of hammers of hammers or over hammers and pay the juice. And I don't know how to say it, but Jones over Burton. As how many times has Harrison Burton outrun Eric Jones in their entire career head to head? Pocono a couple weeks ago. Stand by. No, no. I think Jones outrun Harrison Burton every week. So first of all, tell me how many career numbers have been in the same race together. Yeah, hold on. This is going to be a little strategy question. I like Harrison, but there's something totally off in this 21 car. They're, they're just not good. I mean, I, I like Harrison. I think he's a good race car driver. He won in Xfinity, but they are not gained any traction. And Eric Jones has. Five times the starts that Harrison does. 59. 59 to head-to-heads. I think Harrison Burton's outrun him 11 times in 59 starts. Oh, you're wrong. 22 times. Really? Harrison's outrun Eric Jones more than that? How about this year? This year, it's 13 to 9. Way closer. All right, I take all that back. Avoid it. Don't pay the juice. Certainly not a hammer for minus 275. Nope, and I definitely wouldn't take it the other way. I mean, I wouldn't take it the other way. Where can we gang up on the track house guys? That's a good question. So if we're thinking fade track house, and I'm thinking fade Suarez more than track house. I mean, I don't know, man. Suarez is just, he's snake bit. Heck, he even got Noah Gregson at the end of the race out there just riding around trying to mind his own business, stay out of the way, and still get wrecked. I mean, that's not his fault. That was but it's NBC like, that called that? So, no, it wasn't. You sure? I, it was you. It was Chop at home saying, we need a yellow. <laughs> I thought NBC hit the button and said, okay, somebody's got to get something because we can't end. So I have a serious question, though. This is for the better. Serious question. So I thought it was for sure Jones. My man says it's nowhere near as far lopsided as I thought. Is Would you just take two to one for one driver to outrun one other driver? Now, we said Eric Jones runs good here, right? We haven't predicted top 10 plus 375. You know, we have all this positive notes on Jones. The question is two to one to beat one guy. Not those two guys. Okay. I mean, it's a legit question, right? Because right. it's I mean, like, man, that gets two, your to attention. One, you get your two to attention. one heads up bet, right? Yeah. Like, Harrison's just, man, I, I hope he – even when he – I mean, he had a highlight at Darlington, and he had a highlight somewhere else. Um, Pocono. No, he's seventh at Pocono. And it's just um, – That's tough. We'll report in on track house post-practice, but as of right now – um, I when I look over to the odds because that's normally when they get stacked up. Chastain is around Bubba, Elliott, Kozlowski, Gibbs. None of those drivers I would put behind Chastain. And when I look at Suarez, you know Jones, Bowman, Busher, Gibbs, Kozlowski, uh, guys in front of them, I like those over Suarez. But we'll report in after practice. But early in the week, I would say I need to see some more out of Trackhouse to get some interest. Uh, let's talk about groups: Hamlin, Larson, Trucks, Bush. Nope, that's a winning group. Bell, Harvick, Blaney, Reddick. Interesting. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, if the Harvick numbers are anywhere right, he gets plus 240 for Bell, Blaney, and Reddick. I like that a lot. All right, there you go. Chop says he likes it a lot. That one goes in green, Trav. Bubba, Logano, Elliott, Chastain. If you take Chastain out, then it's a Bubba, Logano, Elliott. 
Bubba's the favorite. That's who I probably would have picked anyway. I don't really like that group. I feel like it's a Logano just. I feel like he just pops up from time to time. He does. You just don't know when it's going to happen, but he look, pops look, up and looks like how has he not been amazing all year? Logano is 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 he is a, as grinder as they get. Logano's kind of like um um. Well, I can't think of his name. Um, Logano's kind of like Ricky Fowler. He like disappears for a little bit, and when he's on, boom. Yeah. And then he disappears for a little bit, boom. Like you're like super popular. But I tell you, Logano and, and, and Paul Wolf, they just manufacture a lot of good runs. They just, you know, yeah. um, I, I think it's fair to say the 22 gets the most out of their equipment every week. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a good way to say a professor? And yeah. If they have winning speed, man. They're going to be like top three battling for it. This, and, this group D looks interesting. I was thinking the same thing, right? So they have Gibbs as the heavy favorite over Keselowski, Bowman, and Busher. And if I go to the predictor, they would say Keselowski should be the favorite. Just barely in front of Gibbs, but Busher's right there in 12th, and he's plus 380. That's what I'm looking at. That, that's good value. Would you ever take, follow me for a minute, would you ever take Keselowski and Busher in the same group? So, because then you're really getting. Yeah, but you're, yeah, if Busher wanted to be, you'd make a little money. So, right? if you put 100 on both, let's just talk yeah. about this. If you put 100 on both, uh, you would make 60 bucks if Keselowski won, you'd make 180 bucks if Busher won. I'd rather put a hundred on Busher and get the three eighty. Okay, that's my. That's why I'm yeah. asking. As a gambling, you just take a one shotter. Yeah. You don't try to hedge too much. You can get there too much out there. We, remember that we bet all the Toyotas except for the. Yep. You know, so, yep. so there are times you gang up like that. But but right now, I, I actually have to agree with Chopper. I think Group D plus three eighty on Busher is a little disrespectful for as good as Busher is expected to run. Now, I'm not saying this is a lock by any means. It's going to be a hell of a battle. But at plus yeah. three eighty to beat three guys, I mean. In a top 10, he's only plus 220. And it's going to take a top 10. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that Group D, one of those guys is going to finish in the top 10. So I can see your point there. Um, I think we agree we don't like. All the A groups are like winning bets. And this is what we're talking about here. It doesn't matter the sports book. But when you look at the A groups, they're all the big, big name guys. So I'm thinking it's like a winning type bet is why I, I avoid yeah, them. You double the odds or more by picking the winner versus... We got some other groups from some other books. Uh, still don't really love. Oh, here's the group D. Is that the same group D? Gibbs, Keselowski, Bowman, Busher. And then we have Gibbs, Bowman, Busher, Suarez. You lose Keselowski down here, and you pay 290 to add Suarez. So that's an interesting one. All right, let's talk about this. So it's still Busher plus 290 instead of 380, but you've eliminated Kez. So now he all has to run as Gibbs and Bowman. But I think Gibbs is, is the favorite in that group. Okay, so you so just pay the 380 because that's get, who you're battling. I get better value on the other All right, one. I love it. I love it. Uh, the rest of the groups, I mean, they kind of are what they are. I like, I mean, I'll tell you, I like DraftKings groups. They've done a nice job of putting some good groups together. Go to the uh, driver, manufacturer driver. Oh, we love these. All right, let's talk. We'll start with top Chevy. We, we, it's Larson, Byron, Bush, Elliott plus 550, Chastain 650, Bowman 16 to 1. Stenhouse forty to one, Jones fifty to one. I can't get them there. I, for me, instantly on the top of the board. I mean, I don't. I'm gonna keep it to myself, but it's not. I mean, Elliott five fifty is the only one I'm interested that's what, in. That's what I thought. Maybe a little bit there. Just but he still to be the top value. Chevy. It was Bush at Richmond. Like, yeah. can Elliott outrun Larson, Byron, and Bush? That's gonna be tough. Top Toyota, Hamlin and Truex, big favorites. Bell, Bubba, Reddick, Gibbs. 
I think they have it hit right. I mean, I think Hamlin and Truck are going to be the best. Yeah. Top Ford, Harvick, and Blaney, Logano, Kez. Ooh, now there you go. Is that Busher number right? Busher 14 to 1. That would be worth a little something. You know, we talk about how good Harvick is, and he's obviously the big favorite there. But and Blaney runs good there, too. Logano. I mean, all the Fords run yeah. good there. But, but you're not wrong in saying recently there is SHR, there's Penske, RFK. Who else am I missing? Woods. Wood Brothers. I call Front them row. Penske. Front row. Okay. So I think RFK, when Brad showed up, was the th- third – Matching front row, maybe tying them on how they ran. Could arguably be the fourth Ford organization. They have absolutely, in my mind, cleared front row. Consistently, I think they've cleared SHR. I know Kevin Harvick probably outruns them more than lightly, but that's one out of four. And I would say on their best days, they're as good as Penske. Now, I'm not saying they're quite Penske yet. That's a slap in the face to Roger Penske and what they put together. But Brad should be proud of what they've done. So back to your original statement, you know, I would have laughed at 14-1 to 1 earlier in their year, but on the right day, I think he could be the top four. you get three times more odds on Busher than Kozlowski? Because I feel like they're I, – I, I totally think you're right flip there. Or slightly I agree. I agree with that. I mean, Keselowski's numbers are going to be better, but he's driven way better stuff his whole career at Michigan yeah. than than Busher has. Worth, that, that's the kind of, you know, for, that's a little bit a of one, a history for one bet. unit. Yeah, for, for one unit. I mean, that's yeah, for yeah. sure. Plus, guy to Prosper, Texas, uh, thirty thousand residents in Prosper, Texas. You want to get him at fourteen to one? <laughs> Come on, professor, you can laugh. That's, yeah. Move on. Ooh, how about oh? Uh, I'd look at that top one. Top three, Harvick and Hamlin at plus 800. I thought that was top five. Top, top five, five, maybe. I'd like it. Plus eight. Truex and Bell, I can't get them in there. We're looking. Uh, there's another book that has a lot of big props. Bowman and Blamey, top tens, plus 330, no. All top five, three cars, zero chance of taking that. Top ten, Chastain, Bell, and Truex. I can't get Chastain in there. Byron, top Chevy, Bell, top Toyota. Nope. Bush, top Chevy. Logano, top Ford is not crazy. That's the first one I've seen that is mm-hmm. even a consideration. It plus 10 to 1. Yeah. Blaney, top four. Truex, top Toyota. 9 to 1. That's kind of in the same way. Any win. Reddick, Harvick, or Byron. No thanks. Bubba Bush, either win. Why? No. No chance. Oh, let's talk stage one. You love the bet I love. Stage one winner, race winner. Uh, hold on. Man, that should be prepped. I mean, you make it sound like I haven't asked it the whole week. It was. We're going to have to I- cover that Emmy back up. I had to, I had a crash during during the other question Trav asked. So um, yeah, my question was so out of line too. It was. How does your predictor work? So st- stage stage one winner went on to win three times. Stage two three times. Twice it's been swept both by Harvick. All right, so maybe stage one in race, stage two in race. I got nothing else. I definitely don't like the numbers. Anybody else got anything else about the numbers? All right, let's answer. Hold on, I need I need to answer Trav. So SVG, Ricky and SVG were the only others that were. um, Oh, SVG. All right, all right. Let's do five DraftKings bets to watch. We're gonna jump right in here. It's gonna be real simple. We're uh, heavy on matchups. We think DraftKings have some great matchups. So I think we might just uh, we have Chastain versus Bubba. Bubba Wallace is the favorite, and we like him as the favorite. Uh, Harvick and Bush, Harvick's numbers 
are impressive. Why Bush is fast. I think Harvick as a dog is a great bet to watch. And I think the other one is Blaney and Reddick. I think Blaney as a dog versus Reddick. Blaney and the Fords are worth betting. So there's three matchups. A couple other bets to watch. Harvick to win at plus 850. And let's continue in with Harvick in DraftKings Group B. Harvick plus 240. That's five bets to watch brought to you by DraftKings. Now it's what's the bet time. I'm the lowest guy on the board. The rest is the guy making the big wins with the Keselowski matchups. So I'm going to go first. I'm down four units. Where am I going to put my bet? I am going to put my bet on Eric Jones. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I couldn't pull. I just couldn't pull the trigger. I'm going to say Ford to win at plus 240. Hmm. I like that. Street continues. Travis is next. I'm going to take Ford over Chevy. Okay. I feel like you just bet $1 on the price is right. <laughs> Job, you're up. James Dennis Hamlin to win. Oh, back to the well. <laughs> DH winner. And Russ. Let me guess. Keselowski top 10 or Keselowski matchup? What, what, so I'm going to ask Chop for some help. Would you go Keselowski top 10 or Keselowski group D? He likes Busher in group D. Yeah, I'd take him top 10. Okay, I'll take Keselowski for the win. Huh? Keselowski for the win. Oh, that would slam the door for the season. Is that what you just bet? Yep. All right. I want to hear, you're going to hear Rick Allen go, the first Michigan-born winner at Michigan. him early, though. If he says it going into one, you got trouble. Make sure he doesn't blow a tire. That'll be called Rick Allen at his finest. Rick Allen will be Rick Allen. He's starting to get a little. He's starting to get a little sensitive. I keep getting it live on air. He gets sensitive to it. I, I almost get Dale Junior saying it. Once Dale Junior says it, he changed Chris Bush's name to Christopher. If he starts saying Rick Allen, it'll go in the dang. Uh, it'll be you Google. It, it'll be a Wikipedia. It'll be under his reference. Uh, Rick Allen is also known as the Jinx. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Richmond's behind us. Michigan's in front of us. I can't wait to get up there to the uh, rolling Irish hills of Michigan. Order a medium plus steak. On Dale Jr., it's going to be a great time with my monogram shirt. Good luck in the sports book, and may all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.